Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in SaaS. It's episode 679. My normal co-hosts have deserted me, Tribe, but we've got an old friend of the show returning to the WP Tonic interview show. I've got my close friend and colleague, John Locke, joining us. We also got a fantastic guest. We got Nick Annabel. Hopefully I haven't butchered his name. He's the founder of Dash 42. We're going to be talking about all things technology um, around data, Google Analytics, Snowflake, I have no idea what that is, but Nick's going to be telling us. Um, it it's, sounds a bit dry, but Nick knows how to explain this in a way that's entertaining. And take it from me, Tribe, it's really, really important. Um, John, can you quickly introduce yourself to the Tribe, John? Yeah, John from Lockdown SEO, and we help manufacturing and industrial companies uh, with search engine optimization. That's great. And Nick, can you give us a quick 10-second intro? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me, John uh, and Jonathan. Um, so yeah, I'm Nick. I'm the CEO of DOS42. DOS42 is a boutique data and analytics consulting firm. Uh, and we help everyone from big Fortune 500 companies all the way down to small startups and everyone in between, uh, you know, make business value out of their data and, and, and analytics. So excited to be here today to chat more about it. That's great, Nick. Um, before we go into the real core of this interview, I've got a quick message from our major sponsor, Castos. We'll be back in a few moments. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top-quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you'll just pay at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. We're coming back. And by the way, if Castos has got a great special offer for you, the tribe, plus some of the other sponsors, plus I've got a long list of plug-in recommendations, services, everything that you might find useful as a power user or agency owner to get all these goodies, goodies, you have, only thing you have to do is go over to WP Tonic slash recommendations and it's all there for you. So, Nick, um, can you go into um, some background about yourself, why you started Dash 42? What what was the trigger for the madness, Nick? Why, <laughs> why did you decide to go into the crazy world of Google Analytics and data in general? 
Well, yeah, sometimes I ask myself that, uh, you know. I bet you do. What what am I doing, you know? (laughs) I do it every day. John will will testify (laughs) for that. (laughs) No, so so I've always, you know, kind of had uh, an interest in quantitative things. And I went to school for economics. But sort of right before I started uh, DOS 42, I was most recently the head of business intelligence at Jet.com, which is a big uh, e-commerce company uh, that got sold to Walmart. And uh, prior to that, I was working in senior analytics roles at Etsy. Um, And so, you know, I think I was a little bit ahead of the curve on a lot of these kind of new big data technologies and analytics kind of methodologies. Um, And, you know, actually, when I was leaving Jet, I went to go interview at a bunch of tech companies here in New York, uh, where I live. And they all wanted me to basically standardize their metrics and KPIs, set up their data uh, platforms. And I was like, whoa, I just kind of did this a few times uh, at other companies. And if everyone's asking me to do this, maybe there's something here. So I basically just started out to, uh, you know, do my own work and work from home and have a lifestyle business. But uh, our second customer ended up being Amazon. And so we quickly realized (laughs) we were destined for bigger and better things. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's where we are today. We're about 85 people, mostly based in New York and Denver. Uh, private equity back now, and um, yeah, things are things are going well. We're fu- we're having fun. So the empire is growing, Nick. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You look you look very relaxed and calm. Because <laughs> uh, oh, um, well, you know. <laughs> there we go. Over to you, John. So with Snowflake, um, that that's a very interesting like product. Um, that um, tell me a little bit more about that and how it helps enterprise companies with. Uh, uh, data analytics? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, so, I mean, you know, Jonathan, you mentioned you didn't know Snowflake. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of, you think of Snowflake as just a big database, right? So, you, you know, probably familiar with like MySQL and Postgres and things like that. Uh, but Snowflake is basically a cloud data warehouse, as we call it. And that's where we put, you know, all the different data sets that an enterprise has, you know, in one place. And so you you could think about, you know, you have like, let's say Google Analytics data talks about all of the things that users do on your website. You might have um, other operational data, like if you're you know, an e-commerce or sort of other company, you might have supply chain data or logistics type data, shipments and things like that. Of course, you're going to have orders coming from, you know, whether you're using Shopify or something else, right? It, it's all coming into Snowflake. Uh, and then we can basically, you know, join that data together uh, in a way that helps companies get a holistic picture of their business. So now I can see okay, where did my visitors come to on the web or where do they come from uh, on the website? What do they do? What do they purchase? And basically, you know, how much money did it cost me to you know, ship it and pack it? And, you know, how much money did I make at the end of the day? So that's really what we do. And Snowflake allows us to do that in a way that's, you know, cloud-based, modern, scalable, flexible, all that good stuff. Um, so anyway, it's just one of, one of the kind of tools in the tool chest. But, you know, one of the things that I think um, we've seen um, be successful is really focusing not on the technology, but more on the business problems and the business questions. So, you know, there's lots of different ways to skin the cat, right? Snowflake is only one technology. There's other technologies from Amazon Web Services or Google Cloud that are very similar. But um, it's really about thinking through what are the key business questions that you're trying to answer. And then that's where we help our customers at DOS42. We help them work backwards from those questions to actually implement a technical solution that'll give them kind of what they're looking for. So to expand on that really quick, um, basically, uh, um, an analytics product like that, data warehousing as as a service, reveals the uh, data that allows you to ask the questions that allows them to run a business more efficiently. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So all that comes together in one place. And then, you know, for example, you might want to look at orders by category or orders by marketing channel. And so you kind of slice, start to slice and dice all your data. And Snowflake basically allows us to do that on very large data sets, but also very small data sets too. It's, it's, you know, of course, scalable. And it's, you know, these days with the cloud, it's about pay for what you use. So if you only use it a little bit, you only pay a little bit, use a lot, you're going to pay a lot. Um, But yeah, absolutely right. It's getting all the data in one place to create that uh, holistic picture of your business. So Nick, the impression I'm getting, and I'm sure this is very simplistic, because I'm a very simplistic man, Nick, uh, um, is that Snowflake is like, it's kind of putting Google Analytics on steroids. It's kind of answering the kind of questions that Google Analytics can't ask in the whole business. You know, normally a lot of questions are produced by a big dive in Google Analytics, but there's Mm -hmm. no way to answer them normally. In a yeah. in a cost base that's possible and Snowflake, that's the impression I was getting. Am I on the right track, Nick? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think you know. So so Google Analytics will take you know a lot of the data that you have you know on your website. So like what people are doing, what people are clicking on, marketing channels, ad campaigns, things like that. A lot of times, though, you want to take that data and join it with other data sets that might be not in Google Analytics, right? You might have uh, other types of customer data or product data or things things like that that might not be in there. And so essentially, we take the data from Google Analytics as one example. We put it into Snowflake and we put a whole bunch of additional data sets in there so we can create even more richer or customized type analytics. Um, and so to your point, like a lot of times, you know, we do work with smaller companies uh, and and Google Analytics works just fine for them because they have you know sort of you know, smaller sets of data. They have fewer um, sets of data as well, and you know they can they can basically get what they need out of Google Analytics. But once you start to grow up to a certain size, you have lots of different data sets that you need to centralize and kind of mash together, if you will. Yeah, so I can I think it's kind of linked to our next question. Um, because I've noticed with some of the larger clients and clients in general, we on this podcast, Nick, we have a focus on the professional WordPress user, mm-hmm. um, developer, digital agency owner, power user, and also the bootstrap SaaS community. That's mm-hmm. our focus. And I think we've all, John, myself, we've all been involved in um, projects or clients on long-term retainers and they, um, they've they got big ideas and they really want to do a big dive on, on yeah. analytical data, on Google Analytics and other products, and they've failed to produce any sizable, uh, measurable return on investment in any mm-hmm. shape or form. Have you got any insights of why... Do you agree what I've just said and what gives some insights on a couple of things why that happens? Basically? Yeah, I mean, certainly I think, uh, you know, I've seen some statistics that, I don't know, some vast majority of data projects end up failing because, you know, for one reason or another. And I think part of it is actually thinking about, uh, like I, I mentioned before, focusing on the technology first rather than the business questions. So to your point, you know, if you're just like, hey, we should implement this or we should implement that technology, you know, without having that context around the business questions that you're trying to answer, uh, then it's very difficult to actually build a solution that's going to make sense. But, you know, to your point, like, I think, um, 
you know, there, there, there are lots of different ways to accomplish this. Um, and, you know, thinking about how much are you going to spend? There's, uh, you know, obviously we work with very large customers that have very large budgets, but trying to figure out ways that are, um, you know, what I would say kind of quick and dirty, if you will, you know, a lot of times spreadsheets work really well, right? You know, like everyone still uses spreadsheets today, right? Even the big companies that we work with. Um, and that works really well for a lot of folks. So, I think, again, just focusing first and foremost on the business questions like, hey, I want to understand my supply chain better. And I want to, I don't know, think about, um, you know, whether I should use FedEx for shipping or UPS for shipping, just like some basic stuff like that. Right. Where you're like, that's the question that I want to answer. Mm. Now so, we start uh, to figure out how to answer it. So um, just a quick follow through question before yeah. we go for our break. Um I'm kind of basing it because we do a fair bit of work around um, marketing optimization mm-hmm. with um, clients. And um, notice that um, a lot of them have got very big ideas and they have, they've had multiple goals, got um, attempts at marketing mm-hmm. optimization. And we kind of log into Active Campaign and they've got marketing organizations everywhere they they they're so complicated that um we have to charge them a considerable sum of money just to work out what's going on and there's no notes there's no records is that one of the key things about when you get called in in your team is it generally that you you can give some focus about which areas they should start with and is it generally a bit similar to what I've outlined with marketing optimization, it's they've had multiple attempts and it's all over the place. Am I on the right track? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of our customers, like you said, they have all kinds of things that they could do, right? And so, helping, uh, you know, Dots Forty Two, we help the cus- our customers think through what they should do and kind of using our industry expertise to figure out how to actually then execute it and saying, hey. Yeah, you know, we've seen this be successful in the past. We think this will be successful for you guys. Um, you know, and, and in this case, right? I mean, you think about marketing optimization. You're kind of thinking through, um, you know, how much does it cost to acquire a customer, and how much does it do I get from that customer, right? And so, having a very clear understanding of those kind of key metrics um, is very important. And and without kind of having the view of those metrics, it's going to be difficult to really figure out you know, what optimization really means to you and your business and your context. That's great. I think we're going to go for our break. We'll be back. We're going to be delving more in this fascinating world of data. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding. Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Alamator or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Are you a creative WordPress agency with a design focus? But are you looking for a great quality 
development partner, a technical development partner that really knows everything around WordPress and can help you with complicated build-outs, well, I've got a fantastic solution and partner here, Hustlefish. Now, with Hustlefish, they've got many years' experience in helping design-focused agencies get superb results with very technical and complicated WordPress build-outs. If this sounds like the partner that you need, go over to hasslefish.com and book a free consultation. They'd be delighted to help you. We're coming back. We've had a bit of a dive in the world of data. Uh, um, If you want to get a fantastic newsletter written by me, the editorial is written is written by me, plus all the leading stories that we discussed during the Friday Roundtable show, the outrageous Friday Roundtable show, you can get that all free by signing up on the WP Tonic website. And you do that, Tribe, by going to WP Tonic Newsletter and sign up. And it's, you get my thoughts, you get the recommendations of the panel, plus all the leading stories um, if you had missed our Friday show, all sent to your inbox. What more could you ask for? So, Nick, so Nick, uh, uh, it's a bit dull. I would imagine the other factor is um, let's, let's do a kind of focus around the bootstrap, the agency. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've got clients. They they built a re, they built a, um, a relationship with them. Um, let's say if it's an agency, and then you also got the startup, they've got like some investment, and the investors are asking for more data. You know, mm. They want to know what's going on in, in the quarterly report that sure. got sent out to the investors, right? So you've got, you got the agency and you've got the bootstrappers, right? Um it's a bit daunting, all this, isn't it? You know, yeah. where, where do they start? Where, <laughs> where do they start on this windy road? Yeah, it's, um, it's a it's a very good question. And to your, to your point, I, I agree. It is very, very daunting. I think what I would suggest, and this is what we do, whether it's a huge Fortune 500 client or a very small startup that we work with, is we pick one very important use case for the company and try to, you know, deliver on that very quickly, uh, you know, to deliver some value. Because I think a lot of people take a boil the ocean approach. It's kind of like all or nothing. You know, I have all these ideas, uh, you know, I want to do it all. So let's let's figure out how we can do it all first, right? And, and that's kind of more the, the waterfall type approach almost, right? Where you're kind of planning it out very sequentially and things like that. What we're trying to do is take more of an agile approach, right? Identify one or two things that are really critical and core to your business. You're not going to be able to do it all. And just make sure that you kind of knock that one out of the park. And so for, uh, you know, a SaaS startup, it could be something like, uh, you know, uh, weekly or monthly active users or ARR, right? Maybe that's something that the investors are really asking about. So you take a very hypercritical view on that, you know, let's say it's ARR and let's go figure out that, right? Like what are the data sources that are feeding into ARR? What do we define it? Because that's another thing that a lot of companies don't think about is like, if I said to you, ARR, that's going to mean something different than maybe what I intended it to mean. So we got to make sure that the definitions 
are all uh, the same. And and like you said, you, you want to make sure that that's written down. We want to understand, like, if we go back to this report in six months, we want to make sure that we understand what it means and how we did it and, and how we calculated things. So, you know, when you think about much larger data projects, that's where we come into things like data governance and, um, you know, data quality. And so there's a lot of other things that have to happen to make a data project successful. So it's not just, hey, let's implement Snowflake or Google Analytics or any other technology. Think about this whole thing, but do it for one small piece first and and get some momentum from there. Get people excited, right? And that's how you build value. So I think you're talking about getting a quick win. That's right, absolutely, 100%. That's right. Because, yeah, I agree that they they tend... Yeah, there's there's okay having a broad strategy, but you if you're getting into this, you want something that's obtainable reasonably yeah. quickly. Over yeah. to you, John. Right to to expand on on what you're just talking about. Um, what are some things that that um, people would want to do to start a successful data program? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, like like I said before, I think, you know, look, it, it depends on kind of where you're at and your kind of company's journey, right? And kind of what, what your business goals are. So, so I'm going to give you the consulting answer, which is it depends, <laughs> right? But I think, <laughs> but I think, you know, typically when we when we set up like a, let's say we have a, a VC funded startup, that's maybe two or 300 people. So, it, you know, you can kind of get an idea of the journey, right? If, if you're starting out below that, you know, probably Google Analytics free version, you know, spreadsheets, uh, that kind of stuff is still working for you. I think it starts to break down more around like 200, 300 person companies that starts, those kind of systems start to break down. And if we're coming into a a company like that, we would put in place something like a a data warehouse, like we talked about Snowflake before, we'd put into place maybe a, a business intelligence tool like a Tableau or a Looker so that folks can easily ask and answer their own questions. It starts to get a little bit more complicated from there, but Basically, what I'm saying is, I think you know, if 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 um, you know, if you have some basic analytics, if if you have your your sort of Google Analytics or website analytics, uh, if you have some operational data coming from you know uh, your your you know WordPress backend, for example, right? You can download that data, kind of mash it up with your Google Analytics and do some stuff in spreadsheets, and that that works really well. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. The the goal is, like we talked about just a second ago, is to get a quick win and deliver some value for your business rather than sort of building this huge data platform, which which only makes sense in certain cases. All right. So um, where do you think Google's take, you know, the main tool, you know, love it or hate it, is Google Analytics. It's the big gorilla that dominates your first introduction into web-based analytical tools. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think they're... Google's taking it, or if they know where they take where they're taking Google Analytics <laughs> in the next 12, 18 months. You got any insights, any any little whispers that have been <laughs> in your ear about what any plans they've got? I mean, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be the person to predict, you know, Google and, and what they're gonna do. You never know, right? Who who's to say? But you know, it's I like think it's I, like the Oracle agrees. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I you know, whatever I'm gonna say is, you know, gonna be taken with a great assault here. But you know, but I think they are trying to make it, you know, a much, there's obviously kind of the the sort of, you know, what I would call the free version of Google Analytics, which is great. And they've really built out a lot of different, you know, I've been using Google Analytics, geez, I don't even know, since like 2008 or something like that, even before that. So for over that period of time, 
the product has come come a long way. And and now you're right, Jonathan. You can do a whole ton of stuff in there now that you can't you couldn't before. Um, assuming that you kind of have all your goals set up correctly, all your you know sort of metadata and things like that set up correctly, then there's a lot you can do there. And they've really made it, of course, for Google, they've made it to uh, integrate really well with like AdWords and the other ad products that they offer, of course. Um, but now I think, you know, seeing Google Analytics, we, we actually see a lot of um, larger companies going for the Google Analytics 360, the kind of premium version of Google Analytics, which allows you all the detailed unsampled data coming out of Google Analytics, which is very important for larger kind of use cases. Um and then Data Studio, which is a new Google product, allows you to actually create some customized reports, I believe, in Google Analytics based on uh, the data coming out of that. So they're, they're trying to integrate it more with other products is kind of, I think, the long story short of it and trying to make that data not just accessible in the Google Analytics interface, but make it accessible through other uh, Google Cloud tools. Yeah, well, that's... I'm just slowing around because we're kind of um, in this interview. I knew I knew it was going to happen. We, we've 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 touched every. Um, um, I'm losing track now. I apologise. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? Well, we got we've 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 introduced every um, key like. Like Google Analytics, artificial intelligence, all the <laughs> buzzwords. That's it. Yeah, we've touched every buzzword in the thing. So, um, have you got any insight before we wrap up the podcast part of the show about um, what are some of the first steps you can do that get some real? If you had a client coming to you and it was the type of client you wanted. What are some of the first things they, based on your experience, they should be focusing on that would get them the best results? Yeah, it's a good question. Again, slightly depends, but I can think of a couple different ideas. And how about that? It could could be relevant to different segments. I know these are generalities, but they're based <laughs> yeah, yeah. on your experience. Yeah, absolutely, they? absolutely. So you know, we talked about kind of um, you know maybe the, the sort of bootstrap SaaS company. You know, they're they're looking at probably marketing, customer acquisition, those are kind of the key things, right? So you want to understand, you know, which channels are working, which channels are not. And to be able to do that, you know, like we just talked about having, um, you know, your Google Analytics or whatever web analytics tool that you're using, have it sort of set up in a way that will allow you to say, okay, um, you know, uh, somebody came from this channel, they downloaded a white paper, they came back, you know, um, six months later and then they signed up for the free version and then they were there for the free version for three months and then got to the paid version. Right. So you want to understand that customer journey because customer acquisition for most small companies and startups are, are like, you know, that that's the critical thing. Um, and understanding kind of what messages are resonating, right. Um, understanding is this type of content resonating for my customers versus this type of content. So, um, you know, the email campaigns, understanding how those are working. So, so you can kind of think of a lot of different things just off the top of my head here that, that might make sense. But I think focusing first and foremost on customer acquisition, um, you know, you're, you're not going to go wrong for almost any type of company, whether you're B2B or B2C, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's the, the life, uh, lifeblood of the game here. So. That's great. I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. We're going to um, we're going to continue the conversation. I'm going to ask Nick about his, um, can you give any advice to the WordPress agency owner trying to get more larger clients about how, how he had to change his own mindset from the corporate world to running his own 
um, start up his own business, what some of the things he's learned. I'm sure it's going to be a fascinating discussion. You can watch the whole interview plus the bonus content on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Um, go there, watch it. We've got fantastic resources on there. Subscribe, support the channel and the podcast. It's much appreciated. So, Nick, what's the best way for people to find out more about you, your company and what you're up to? Sure. Yeah, you can just check us out at das42.com, das42.com. And my email is just nick at das42.com. So certainly happy to uh, answer any questions or follow-ups that folks have and uh, come check us out. And what's the best way for people to find out more about you and you're up to, John? John has a fantastic YouTube channel. He's producing fantastic content about SEO almost, I won't say every day, but you, you churn out a lot, don't you, John? Uh, yeah, I try and keep it regular. Uh, you can find me at uh, LockdownSEO.com. And then on the socials and YouTube, it's just LockdownSEO everywhere you go. So it's great. How do stuff, people too. find out about you, Jonathan? Well, just join, just go to WP Tonic. If you're into building a membership or you want to build an internal training platform, we're the people to help you. Plus, we do a number of podcasts around the WordPress technology SaaS area. Um, go to YouTube, look at, under WP Tonic. You find all the great free content that you can listen to and watch. We will be back next week for another great interview in the world of WordPress and SaaS. Remember to watch the rest of the interview on our YouTube channel. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.